0: You are now listening to a message from a Christian center. Get set to be at the fire. God has blessed you. Praise the Lord. Alright. right, First Peter chapter number 2. God operates in secret. He is spirit. He is not flesh. So the men and women who will be able to get or receive rewards openly with God are going to be men and women who have understood how to invest in their relationship with God in the secret. Now, because we live in a social media generation, everybody wants to display or put into a public space what they are doing for God. Unfortunately, God doesn't operate like that. Jesus Christ said that do not be like the scribes and Pharisees, all right, who want to be seen to pray in public spaces. He said, they shall have their reward. He says, you, when you want to pray, go into your uh, inner chambers and lock the door and pray to your father who sees in secret, and he will reward you what openly. So there is that Um, Thing about God where if you are going to have open rewards or public rewards with him, there must be a depth of relationship you have with God away from the prying eyes of the public. So investing in that place of secrecy in your um, consecration, in your uh, prayer life, in Bible study is going to eventually show publicly. The battles you are unable to win secretly will have a consequence publicly. And the battles you are able to win secretly will have consequences publicly. So if you check in the Old Testament, most of the life of the priest and the functions of the priest was usually secret. Nobody saw what they did when they entered into the most holy place or the holies of holies. It was away from the public eye. It was not something that was to be seen by men, but only seen by God. So, as believers, because we stand in the priestly office, our efficacy kings in whatsoever place we find ourselves as our kings and exercising authority is going to be largely influenced by what we do where no man sees, where only God sees us. Now, First Peter chapter 2, quickly. Priests are priests unto God and if you're a priest unto God, you have spiritual sacrifices that you ought to offer. Hallelujah. Your own altar must not be empty. There must always be fire emanating from your altar. There must be um, incense emanating from you to God. It is altars that have sacrifices and give an odor acceptable to God that command the fire of God to fall from heaven on that altar. So as believers, we must mind first and foremost our priestly ministry, our priestly offices, first and foremost. Glory to God. That we do where nobody else is present. First Peter chapter 2. Look at it. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and only priesthood to offer up what? Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by what? By Jesus Christ. So there are spiritual sacrifices that we as believers ought to offer. Everybody say, I offer spiritual sacrifices. Say it again. I offer spiritual sacrifices. Look at Hebrews chapter 8, verse 3. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 3, you find out that Priests must have something to offer. In the Old Testament, they offered bloods of bulls and goats and the ashes of an eifer. But in the New Testament, we don't offer those sacrifices over the Old Testament because Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament sacrifices. Now, what we offer are spiritual sacrifices. Our spiritual sacrifices are what we offer that agrees with what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. So, whatever we do, glory to God, Amen, in word and in deed, that is inspired glory to God by the sacrifice of Jesus, by the finished work of Christ, is a spiritual sacrifice. So, when I pray in the name of Jesus, I am offering spiritual sacrifices to God. When I pray in the spirit, I am offering spiritual sacrifices to God. When I give in support of the gospel walk, and I give in support of my local church, I am offering spiritual sacrifice to God. When I live a holy life, and walk in the spirit, I am offering spiritual sacrifices to God. Now, let me put it to you, that as a priest unto God, you cannot offer spiritual sac- sacrifices without a body that is yielded and submitted to God. So, in Romans chapter 12, it says, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, alright, all right, that ye present your what? Your bodies, a what? Living sacrifice. Because in the New Testament, our bodies are the sacrifice, and we are the priests offering our bodies, glory to God, as worship to God. So, if my body is a sacrifice, it means that within the ambits of my body, within the limit, the frame of my body, glory to God, I am to ensure that only the will of God and only those things that are acceptable to God find expression in my body. Are you with me so far? Are you with me so far? So that is why worship is not singing. Oh, I love to worship God. You like to sing. Don't confuse worship with singing. Worship is the presentation of your body to God and the permission of only that which is acceptable to God in your expressions. So, worship is total submission to God. It means that your mouth, and the words that come out of your mouth is submitted to the will of God, all right? Your money is submitted to the will of God. Your actions are submitted to the will of God. Where you go, where you don't go, is submitted to the will of God. So, worship cannot be separated from the things you allow or disallow in your body. Glory to God. And there is just something about priesthood and something about the kingship, all right, that kingly life we have in Christ, in that you will not be able to fulfill your kingly ministry if you are not working properly in your priestly office. It's one of the reasons why Saul, King Saul, failed. If you go and check the, the life of Saul and go and read the book of First Samuel and just read it from first Samuel to the end, you're gonna find out that Saul started out very well because you see, in Israel at the time, there were three offices that had to function for the kingdom to operate properly they were the office of the king the office of the priest and the office of the what of the prophet when those three offices were in alignment israel did well praise god but now if you examine the life of saul what happened with saul all right samuel was operating in two capacities samuel was operating as priest and prophet praise god Alright, but there was no king yet. So now, the king of Israel says, Ah, oh, Samuel, you're good. Your are kids. We don't like your kids. We want a king. Okay. He so says, Okay, let's get a king. So they go, they get Saul. Now Saul, alright, was doing well until a situation arose. The Philistines had come to fight against Israel. So there was a battle that ensued. Hallelujah. Now, Samuel delayed in showing up. Glory to God. Now, Samuel delayed on purpose to see what Saul would do. So because Samuel delayed, Saul, who was to stand in the kingly office, took it upon himself to offer what? The sacrifice that a priest was the only one consecrated to offer. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, that was the first mistake Saul made. So he failed in that test in that he did not allow what priests to do, to be done by priests, and he entered into an office that was not his. Praise the Lord. How many of you understand that? The next mistake he made was uh, 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 Samuel gave him an instruction and says, go to the Amalekites, do this, you know, exterminate that uh, um, country, because they're going to exterminate you if you don't do that, and because they tried to destroy Israel when they were uh, coming out of um, um, Egypt. Saul goes there, did not listen, did what he wanted to do, praise God, and he came to say, I've done what you said I should do. And Samuel said, no, you didn't. He said, today is the kingdom rent out of your hand. That was the second mistake Saul made. The third mistake Saul made was this. After David was anointed king, praise God. Are you following so far? pay attention. After David was anointed king, you find that Saul was attacking David. So, one time, David ran away from Saul and went to a city called the city of Nob. The city of Nob was a city of priests. All the priests were in that city, and they helped David. They gave him the sword of, uh, what's his name now? Um... The big head guy, Goliath. They gave him his sword. They gave him bread and every single thing. And he ate and he went on his way. Saul heard that David was helped but the priest in Nob. Do you know what Saul did? He sent an army to that city and they killed all the priests. So there was no priest in the entire Israel except Abiata. Abiata was the only priest that survived. So Abiata took his priestly ministry and took an effort and ran to who? David. So there was no priest to offer sacrifices in front of the Ark of the Covenant on the part of who? Of Saul. So Saul was standing in his kingly office even though he was fired but there was no priestly ministry interceding for his office. So after that incident, Saul never won a single battle. Are you following? Are you following? Every failure in the kingly office can be traced to a failure in your priestly office. Every time you stand before devils, you're casting out devils or trying to heal the sick or exact dominion and it's not working. Go and check. Is your altar still functioning? Is there a prayer life? What of consecration? Are you doing what God has told you to do or are you doing what you want to do and trying to get God to bless? You know, some of us are like that. You know, some of us are like that. We say, God, I want to inform you about what I want to do. So, for your information, I'll be moving to Canada, Lord. All right. Now, I want you, Lord, to move what you have uh, prescribed and determined for me to do from the foundation of the world in Nigeria, moving to Canada, because that's where I'm going to be operating from right now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. I command you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well. to break it to you, darling. God ain't your boyfriend, not your baby daddy, is not your sugar daddy, he is your Lord. So, he tells you what you are to do. You don't tell him what you want to do. Glory to God. The Christian life is a consecrated life. We really need to get it. It's a consecrated life. If you are going to see the optimal manifestation of the glory of God, you have to understand this thing I'm telling you. The Christian life is a created life. It is also a commanded life. It means we do what we are commanded to do. We don't do what we feel like doing. So I cannot do anything with my body. I can't say it's my body, my choice. It's not your body. It's not your choice. In case you didn't realize it, the Bible says somebody paid for your body 2,000 years ago with the shed blood. Hallelujah. Ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God where? In your spirit and your body, which is God's. Glory to God. When we do not glorify God in our bodies, you are going to find out that there's going to be a limit in the expression of the glory of God through our bodies what is not yielded to God will not be infused by him. What is not yielded to God cannot be used by him. Glory to God. There's a reason the scripture says, yield yourselves. Then do not yield. So there are things to yield to Romans 6 and things not to yield to. Amen. You're a priest of God. That means your desire is unto the Lord. Your desire is unto his word. Oh, let me tell you something. I, I hate to debate with you this thing. I found out something about this God, though. I found this thing out. If you will pay attention to what he tells you to do, you'll be fine, though. Amen? Amen. Ah, you'll be fine, though. In the last two years, the last two years of my life has been the best years of my life. I'm telling you, they've been like the best, 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 best year of my life. And it's usually, it's, I can tell you that it, the last two years I've gotten crazy instructions, and all I have done is I've obeyed. I've obeyed, and I found out that that manifestation of the glory of God is tied to that submission, the submission to what He wants you to do. Say so aloud with me: I'm a priest unto God. Say it again, I'm a priest unto God. From me will come spiritual sacrifices. Say it again, from me will come spiritual sacrifices. Hallelujah. There's a lot to share, but because of time, I just want us to go to 1 Kings. Praise God. Let me just look at the about the priest and the altar. The altar of sacrifice. All right, because we've said that our body is the sacrifice we offer in the New Testament. Is that correct? Is that correct? So that means, for example, because my eyes, my eyes is a sacrifice unto God, I will not use it to watch what I'm not supposed to watch. Are you you following what I'm saying? Come on, are, are you following what I'm saying? Do not underestimate the impact of beholding evil on your conscience. It is, it is it is childish and naivety to think that your continual consumption of evil does not have a negative impact on your conscience. Praise God. Amen. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Amen. It has a, you know, one, I, was some, I, I was teaching someone, I said, the devil is the master of wearing you out. I don't, I don't know if you watched that Joshua dissing fight. You watched that fight? Joshua... Um, <laughs> Uh, Usik fights, praise God. Yeah, we're boxing. You know, there was a time actually. There was a time actually I felt I felt that I would have a, a future in boxing. Just a, for a split moment, I just had that. You know, oh yeah. If I, let me tell you what, what got me into it. I watched Muhammad Ali versus the Ropa one. What was that one? Um, George Forman. It looked so nice. You know, as a young kid, I was like, it looks so nice. The guy was just taking the punches. I was like, wow. Then when, you know, and the, the way they slow the slow motion in the Ali movie, how he moved them box. It looked so nice. I was like, ah, ah I can see myself, you know, in this light. Until I got, I got a punch once. Yeah, just once, just a punch. It's a punch. And I was dizzy a bit. <laughs> It was a connecting punch. So you see, I I I I I I like boxing as long as I, was, as I was the only one throwing the punches. But you know that part of receiving punches now nah, not so much. I don't I don't want to be punched. Praise God. So it was a brief, aspirational um, career in boxing. You know. But if you notice something about boxing and and all that, the devil is a good boxer. He knows how to wear you out. He knows how to wear you out. So the first time he comes, he presents something that is evil. No, this is against the word of God. I'm a child of God. I will not do this. I walk in the Spirit. I'm a priest of God. No problem. He comes again. He comes again. He comes again. Remember the temptation of Jesus Christ. He came the first time, the word. Jesus was saying the word. He came the second time, Jesus was saying the word. He came the third time, Jesus. Then the Bible says, and the devil left him for a what season. He didn't say he left him forever. Left him for a season. Glory to God. Amen. I said, Glory to God. Amen. Part of our priesthood, part of our consecration is to wage war by ensuring we don't allow evil into our consciences. Glory to God. All right. Where did I say we should open? Did I have I given you a scripture? First Kings. We'll open that, we'll pray. Hallelujah. 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 First Kings chapter number 18. Praise God. Okay, congratulations to those who got married. Temelio, where's Temelio? Temilayo got married recently. Praise God. Ah, yeah. Yes, Temilayo and his wife. Congratulations. Amen. Amen. Then soon, some I know I heard some people, some, someone had a baby. Um, I can't remember, but I know that there's some... Wonderful babies and uh, you know a lot of things that have happened since. All right, First Kings quickly, chapter 18 and verse 17. Are you there? Church, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, let's read. He says, and it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Are thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, and right, let's read together, now. I have not what but thou and thy father's house in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the lord and has followed Bali. now um if you understand how um the realm of the spirit works and in con- uh, it, it is man gives expression to spirits on the earth realm so if you are going to if the spirit of god is going to have dominion in his peace it will be by men who yield to the spirit of god are you follow what I'm saying? Now, if devils are going to have dominion in a space, it will be by men who yield to what? To devils. If prostitution is endemic in an area, it is because men are yielding to devils and their flesh. All right, to patronize women who are yielded to the devil and their flesh to keep prostitution going on. But if that those men and those women yield to the spirit, prostitution dies. Are you seeing that? So what? gains manifestation in the earth realm is actually based on who men yield to you see that you see that so now when the children of israel began to worship Baalim or Baal, all right the result of that was that all right devils all right had and gained ascendancy in that space the spirit of God could not have free course. There was the worship of Yahweh went down, and what Elijah was trying to do was to bring about restoration. All right, let's continue reading. What does he say? Next one, he says what? N- uh huh. No, he says now. Therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Camel, and the prophets of Baal, four hundred and fifty, and the prophets of the groves, four hundred, which eat at Jezebel's table. Next verse. What does he say? And gather the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. Next. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, "How long ought ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him; but if Baal, then follow him." And the people did what? Not a word. All right. Next verse, everybody, which says what? Then said Elijah unto the people, "I even I only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophet are four hundred and fifty men." Uh huh. Continue. Two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And call you on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well <laughs> spoken. Before I proceed, God is raising Elijahs in this generation who will enter into a space and say why are you moving through to uh, opinions? Let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. That means, alright, you try to get the result by your philosophy, try to get result by your methodology, I'm going to get the result through the faith of God, the wisdom I know I've gotten in school, by the spirit of God, and we'll see who's going to get the result. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And they will come and ask you, how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you do it? Then you will bring the message of the gospel to them. I did it. It's not by might. It's not by power. But by what? By my spirit. Glory to God. And call the name of, the, of, of God, but put no fire on that. Next verse, what does it say? It says, and they took the bullock which was given them. Listen, And they dressed it and called on the name of Baal. From morning even unto what? Noon. Said, Oh Baal, hear us. But there was no voice nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. Next verse. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for is a God. Either he's talking, or he is pursuing, or he's in a journey, or peradventure, adventure, he's sleeping. Almost, he was mocking them. Or he must be <laughs> wait. And they cried loud and caught themselves after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them. Next verse and it came to pass when midday was passed and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded now let me tell you something you may think that the reason why fire did not fall from heaven was because the um, bow did not have ability to bring fire it's not true praise God Hallelujah. it's not true the devil can bring fire amen. what are you talking about amen Amen. The Bible tells us know in the book of Exodus when Moses worked a miracle, the magicians they brought their own miracle too. If the prophets did not have not brought fire down before, they would not have been doing what they are doing. The reason why fire did fall was because Elijah had done his own work. It was not mouth, he was using to talk. Elijah had dealt with the things spiritually. They could cry from now to tomorrow. They must they have ambushed those spirits wherever they were they, there, any fire for where nothing is going to happen. It's like this. Let me give you one story. A man wanted to go and bury his father in the village. Now, depending on the part of Nigeria you are coming from, you know, this so you know these Lagos where they were doing people, Wi-Fi, Netflix, Amazon Fry. Everybody's too sheer. Glory to God. Go to ordinary Ogun States. Ogun State. I'm not talking about uh, Ogun. You will see correct Judaism in that place. Glory to God. I mean, I went for, to our church to this. And whenever I'm coming, plenty people will show up. Different kinds of people and different kinds of heads. Hallelujah. <laughs> different kinds. Ah! People will come. Lay hands on me. But the purpose is to attack you. Hallelujah. So you have to go there in the spirit and power of Elijah. <laughs> so, he was going to bury his, his father they Told him, they said, In this land, you can't bury anybody until certain sacrifices are offered. He said, No, I'm a Christian. You understand? He's a Christian, blah blah blah. He's not going to do that. Something, something, like that. you know, this Christian, you don't know how to pray, doesn't you understand? You just confess, it's going to be fine. I know who I am. Okay, <laughs> glory to God. They were, they set the chairs, they put all the um, paper. you know, now and they were trying to do the burial. First thing that happened, thirty minutes before the thing started, one heavy rain started falling. I've seen very heavy rain. Rain they have not seen before. Not in rainy season, in summer. Amen. Rain was falling, flooded the entire place, scattered the canopy, took air. The place they had put the man's, the um, place they had buried the man, put the casket. The, the grave, you know, the, 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 what do you call it now? The flood brought it out. Said nobody can be buried in this land without offering. (laughs) You understand? What should they have done? He should have not tried to fight spiritual forces with physical means. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. So that means you are not you are not warring with flesh and blood. You understand? There are cases where people say, we believe in God for something and stuff like that, and I'll be praying, and my eyes will be open, and I can see what the problem is. And when we deal with the spiritual personality causing a problem, there is a manifestation in the physical. Glory to God. So you can't fight spiritual battles, praise God, with earthly tactics. You can't fight spiritual battles with earthly strategies. Glory to God. Elijah knew that. So he sorted them out in prayer. He knew there is no balance in here. Glory to God. If you like, shout from now to tomorrow. There's nobody that is answering here. Amen. Now look at what happened. And it came to pass when midday was passed, and they prophesied unto the time of the offering of the evening, sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. Now, next verse, everybody read. And now says what? And Elijah said unto all the people, now listen, remember, he wants to bring fire down from heaven. Is that correct? Yes, sir. He so said, Elijah said to unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he did what? Repair the altar. And he did what? Was the first thing he did to cry for fire from heaven? No. He first of all repaired the altar. That was broken. Because God's fire is not falling on a broken altar. It will not. It will not. Put the sacrifice there. If the altar is broken, fire is not falling. Glory to God. Fire is not going to burn in your spiritual life without the altar of prayer. It's not going to burn without the altar of Bible study. It's not going to burn without the altar of evangelism. It will not burn without the altar of consecration and holy living. It will not. It will not. It will not. You can, there is no shortcut to fire, there is no shortcut to spiritual growth and maturity. The altar must be repaired. Hallelujah. It must be repaired. Glory to God. It must be repaired. You've neglected it for so long. You have blamed your work as the reason why you can't pray. You have blamed your baby or your child or your husband or your wife. Hey, hey. It's an excuse. I know. It's challenging. I have two babies. Glory to God. I have one, Sophia. All right. At 2 a.m. like this. Sometimes she can just wake up and just decide that that's the time she wants to do doing ninja things. She will now begin to try. And babies can scream. There's, there's and Those of you that don't have kids, let me warn you. There's, <laughs> there is, there is, a, there is a particular tone a baby will scream that you will wonder where did this strength? Is this baby? Where is it coming from? You know, like, ah 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 where did it come from? It's like the intention is you are not sleeping tonight. Despite that, that altar. You must protect it. I, myself and my wife, do you know what we do? When it's time to pray? Because you know, we cannot pray by ourselves anymore. while I'm praying in tongues, all of a sudden I open my eyes, Jason is on top of me looking at me. Then he wants to cuddle and, you know, and be playing with tap. And I'm praying in tongues and I'm holding him. My wife is holding Sophie. Or sometimes I'm holding Sophie and praying in tongues, she's holding Jason. Because we know that no matter what, this fire cannot go out. We can't say the excuse is what? And we have baby. Is it God that cost us by giving us baby? No. I can't say because i got a job hallelujah i can't pray did god cost me by giving me a good job no so why would i point to the blessings of god as a reason why my altar stays broken hallelujah why why no sir no that That thing must, there must always be fire there. Every day, I must put fire there. I must put fire every day. I must put a lot of priority to that because it is important. Because that is where my strength comes from. That is where my virality comes from. That is where my potency comes from. If my altar is broken and there's no fire, I'm finished. Glory to God. Glory to God. As priest unto God. Where are your spiritual sacrifices? Morning by morning, do you give yourself to praying? Do you know what you are doing when you pray? Guys, let me tell you what you are doing when you are praying. Prayer is a legislative activity. Prayer is you partnering with God to bring about the implementation of his will on the earth. Prayer does two things. There is an internal consequence of prayer and there are external consequences of prayer. The internal consequence of prayer is that the man who prays would experience transformation. So prayer does not only change things, prayer changes you. Praise God. Hallelujah. It changes you. You become a different person when you pray. Prayer makes the word of God have fruits and results in your life. Hallelujah. Prayer with the word will always bet revelation because that is what prayer does. Glory to God. A man of prayer is a man that will have profound angelic activity around him because angels would walk and can only walk with prayerful people. Go and check the Bible. The Bible makes us understand in Acts of Apostles chapter 13, the, the, the uh, Herod wanted to kill wanted to attack the church, he took James, killed James. Then when he took Peter, the church started praying. As the church started praying, the result, angels were released to rescue Peter. Then you have the same thing in Daniel. Daniel 8, Daniel 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. All right? Angelic release followed prayer. 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 So we give ourselves to praying. Give ourselves to praying. Everybody say, give ourselves to praying. Lastly, James chapter 5. Hallelujah. You know one of the things that the devil does? Man of God. If you are on fire for God, eh? And you are giving to, you know, things that God wants you to do. When the devil wants to attack you, he's not going to try to attack you with devils, witchcraft, and all that what he's going to try to attack you with is that he's going to use the weapon called good opportunity. Amen. Good what? Shortcut. You will just find out that the devil will give you success. You see, don't ever think all success is from God. There are some successes that come that it is a warfare. The devil is trying to get you out of the path you are going through. I'll give you an example. Jesus Christ was being tempted by the devil. One of the temptations of the devil was this. He says, bow before me, and I will give you all the kingdoms of this world. So basically, he's saying, you don't need to go to the cross. I'll give you a shortcut. Is it not this the kingdom you want? You want the men? Okay, I'll give them to you. Just bow and worship. So what the devil does, he will give you an opportunity a too good to be true opportunity because he understands that if you can if you fulfill your mandate and you fulfill your calling he is finished and he will try to tempt you and try to tell me, to the point which is more important? Have you got into that place, place of consciousness to understand that your mandate and your calling from God, that which God has committed into your hand to fulfill on the earth, is more important than any vestige, any appearance, any look of success this earth can give you. If you have not gotten to that place, you are going to see a door the devil opened, you are going to see an opportunity the devil made possible, and you will be giving glory to God for a detour, there are women who married their way out of God's plan for their life because the person they married represented an opportunity. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. There are men that married them, their their way out of God's calling because the person they married looked like a too good to refuse opportunity. Oh, she has papers. <laughs> Kibabaye. Okay, She's a Canadian citizen. Oh, she is a London citizen. She's a Swedish citizen. Now you're moving to Sweden to live in Stockholm to do a PhD that's in a course that is not in your destiny. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? Now you're gonna spend two, three, four, five years doing something God is not aware you are supposed to be doing, and there you are speaking in tongues. Obedience is better than sacrifice, you cannot make power available to bring bring you to God's will when you are uh, um, purposely working in disobedience. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Praise God. Say this with me. I'm a priest unto God. I'm a priest unto God. Louder, I'm a priest unto God. My My life is not my own. 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 yeah, it's not your own. Glory to God. Someone was asking me, ah, he said, you're a doctor. What are you still doing in this country? You should have gotten out. This hopeless country. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, hey, hopeless country. Go to Canada. Go to UK. Go to this thing. I told the person, I said, listen to me. I said, look, I'll just say this once. Praise God. My life is not my own. I am exactly where God wants me to be. Glory to God. And let me tell you something about God that I have found. Hear me well. If you stay where God said you should stay, you will touch the whole world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, if you stay where God says you should stay, if you do what God says you do, you will touch the whole world. If there is a world in mass, you will touch it. I'm telling you. When you are trying to use Agbari for God and that analysis for God, amen, but when you stay with God, you are aligned. You spend time in the spirit. You spend time in the word. You are aligned to what he wants you to do. You, you will touch the world. There are households you will not have entered, but they will know who you are. Praise God. That one you are begging for visa and give me visa. You know, then you are married, you want to marry somebody after you marry the person. You know, this arranged marriage. You know, some people, some people, they are um, a priest of God, though, you are entering arranged marriage. Eh? with a 50-something-year-old woman. Then you are now standing in court. say so She's the love of my life. <laughs> love of my life. Amen. They even marry her. You are speaking in tongues. Some even divorce their wife. They marry the fake one. Then they now are in America. Oh, we are, we are, she's in love with Susan. Susan. The son will now say they are going to do ministry in the America with the fake marriage that got them there. <laughs> for which spirit to move? <laughs> Amen? Yes. Which spirit, you do understand what I'm talking about here? Stay where God says you stay. You will touch the world. Except God is not God. And except the Bible is a lie. Listen, God doesn't forehand. Yes, are you for what I'm saying? It doesn't, it's man that falls hand. God, you know the forehand. Forget that thing. Forget that thing. Stay where God says you should stay. Align. Hallelujah. Maintain your consecration. Praise God. No matter what it looks like, maintain your confession. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Take note of the prophecies that have gone ahead of you and lay hold on them, never letting go. Glory to God. Morning by morning, ensure your voice. Hallelujah. Rises up in a spiritual sacrifice to God. In praise and worship and utterances in the spirit. Glory to God. Ensure that by doing that, glory to God, your home is a place where heaven kisses earth every day, every night, where angels flock around. Hallelujah. Your house will now be known as a house of where impossible things become possible. Don't joke with God. Though. He is not a joker and he does not promise and fail. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. All the calo calo, this thing that it's not necessary. Do no, it to God. You don't need to compromise. You don't need to pass shortcut. Stay with God. Hallelujah. You will find out that when God now begins to bring the solution to you, when the manifestation happens, you will not only have the answer, you would have become the answer because you would have gone through the process with God. Hallelujah. So you will not just be someone that has success. You will become someone that became successful with God as your tutor. With God as your mentor, Hallelujah! Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Are you hearing what I'm saying? To you say this: to me, I'm a priest with God. Rise up on your feet. I'm a priest with God. I'm a priest unto God. I'm a priest unto God. I'm a priest unto God. I offer spiritual sacrifices. I offer spiritual sacrifices. My altar is repaired. My altar of prayer is repaired. My altar of the world is repaired my of consecration is prepared i am not of this world i am not of this world i am not of this world rather i am not of this world thank you for listening we are sure that you have been blessed for more messages kindly search for our telegram channel using the link c.me god has blessed you